all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance get our acts together today is thursday october 29th 2020 and this is week 91 if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say thank you for tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says the lord um i do have an announcement as i mentioned last week this week is a pre-recorded video so we won't be able to respond any comment to any comments live but please drop them because tony or i or both of us may be watching this right along with you and we'll comment it back or you can message us either way it goes anyway please we encourage you to ask questions and inter interact with us um which in any way that you see fit so as you can see from the title we'll be talking about being born again you must be born again there are so many things that can be said about this topic there are so many misconceptions on what this actually means and there are so many misconceptions on how to actually do it and so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message i again i hope you get something out of it thank you melvin as always we love to start by saying a prayer. So if you guys are at a place, please join in with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for all the many things you've done over this week. How you've blessed us to make it to see another week. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we're thanking you for our life, health, and strength. Lord, we're, we know that so many problems are going on in the world. So many people are suddenly becoming sick. So many people suddenly have issues going on with their health, issues going on with their families, issues going on with their friends, their jobs, their coworkers. Lord, we know we have all these cries. Lord, we're asking that you would still continue to show yourself mighty. Continue to show us, Lord, that there is joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we thank you for just being the great God that you are. Lord, how you've kept us, uh, <laughs> so many of us, for years now. And we know that it was, it's by your grace that we're still here. So, Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that someone will grow from this, that someone will be fed and nourished from this. Lord, we're praying that we all would be fed and nourished from this. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, we see the title, Melvin already introduced it. You must be born again. So we're not going to prolong it tonight. We're going to pick up our Lord and Savior, our personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the one who came, died, rose again on the third day for our sakes. So we all believe in him. And so now we're going to go and see what it is that we should believe in. We should believe on his words. So let's pick up John chapter three. And verse seven, because we've heard it time and time again, where people say, oh, I've been born again. <laughs> we say it so loosely and we don't actually know what it means. So let's pick it up. John three, seven. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Jesus said, don't be surprised. 
Now, this is the words of Jesus, red letters, said it so many times, written in blood. He said, don't be confused. Don't be startled. Don't be caught off guard when I tell you, you must do this. He didn't give us an option. I didn't see a question mark to say, do you want to be? You can do it if you'd like. This is a command. When Jesus, we talk about the Great Commission, he commanded his disciples to go and teach the gospel, to go and make disciples, baptizing them. That was a command. So we see here, yet again, Jesus doesn't ask questions. He doesn't come here and, and, and say, hey, you can do this if you like. That would be okay with me if you do or if you don't. We don't find Jesus doing that. He gives commandments. He spoke as one with authority, the Bible said, because he had all the authority. He told us in one place, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He had all power. So here again, we see him exercise his power. He said, look, don't be surprised. I have the power to say you must be born again. So we're going to pick it up. We're going to go back to verse one so we can uh, get an idea of the conversation that he's having with the man Nicodemus here. So let's pick it up at verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees, man of the Pharisees, the strictest sect. These people believed in keeping the law. Religious folks. That's what we are today. We have a religion about us. I talked to a man the other day. My God. God I better not say that. Let's keep going here. Name Nicodemus. A ruler of the Jews. Mm -hmm. The same came to Jesus by night mm -hmm. and said unto him, Rabbi. Teacher. He said, Rabbi. Master. Teacher. Uh huh. We know that thou art a teacher come from God. We know you had to come from God. Mm -hmm. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Emmanuel. God with us. Nicodemus seen something. He said, Look, we know. He brought some other people in with him. In the conversation, that is. I don't know if they were with him that night or not. But he still confessed on their behalf and said, we know. That you had to come from God. But somebody's still denying it. Uh-huh. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again. Born again. Except. Unless we're born again, Jesus says, uh-huh. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, that's plain talk. I know the devil has blinded the eyes of so many that they cannot see. You know, it doesn't matter how easy it is to see. If the lights are turned off, you can't see. It doesn't matter if you've seen this same place. Thousands of times, if you turn the lights off, you still can't see it. You can say, oh, I know my way around this. I know my way around this place. You'll be surprised. 
because you will hit your toe. <laughs> I guarantee you stick your hand out and start to feel around because you can't see it. It, it did not matter if you've been there your whole life. It makes a difference when you can see something. So Jesus said, except a man be born again, he won't even be able to see it. You won't be able to perceive God's kingdom. You won't be able to perceive the ways of God if we're not born again. So Nicodemus comes to him and starts talking all these good things on Jesus's behalf. He said, look, we know you had to come from God. Jesus said he didn't talk about that. He moved on from that and said, look, you got to be born again. If you truly want to see something. Uh huh. Nicodemus says unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Now, this is such an admirable thing that this man did. He said, how can this happen? He wasn't making fun of what Jesus said. He didn't sit there and say, oh, you, you, you got to be crazy. As so many of us would do. We talk bad about someone, but he said, how can a man be born again? He was curious because he already established that Jesus was come from God. So he said, how can I do this? How can anyone do this? This man wants to see the kingdom. He said, how can anybody do this? Mm -hmm. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Can he go back in? Do it all over again? He said, how can someone do that? The man is curious. He said, if we seek, we'll find. If we knock, he'll open. So Nicodemus is knocking. He's trying to find some answers. God's rewarded to those that diligently seek him. He's seeking Jesus. All we have to do is seek. This man came in the night looking. All right. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus breaks it down for him more plainly than he did the first time. Now, this is the same statement that he made in verse three. He said, except a man be born again in verse three. And now he tells us what the process of being born again is. He says, except a man be born again of water and of the spirit. He still can't see the kingdom of God. And you know what? He said he can't even enter it. Two things. We must marvel not that I say unto thee. We must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Two different things. Two things here. Water and spirit. So. Jesus explained this. In a way where we can look at it from the natural perspective, because we know 
during the first birth, we came in here in the water. We've said it so many times. When a mother was about to go into labor, someone will cry. Her water broke. Because the baby that was inside was completely covered with water. So Jesus said, look, you've been through the first birth, but now you must be born again. Pick up verse six. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. I just explained the first birth. The natural birth is flesh. It's natural. That's the first birth. Mm-hmm. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now we're talking about a spiritual birth. We're, we're, he, sho he showed us the natural birth so that we may understand the spiritual birth. During the first birth, we were covered in water. So now, during the spiritual birth, the second birth, being born again, he said, you got to come in the water again. That's why baptism had been introduced. Because that's a spiritual birth. That's a part. It's only one part out of two of our spiritual birth. So if you wonder why Jesus put so much emphasis on baptism, this is why. If you wonder why the disciples put so much emphasis on baptism, this is why we found in the scripture, in the book of Acts, Peter and John traveled down to Samaria to make sure that these people were born again. I don't know how many days that took them to travel, but they were traveling on foot. They were traveling with a camel. They weren't using horsepowers like we use today. They weren't using those type of horsepower with a V8. But they still found it necessary. They didn't make an excuse and say, well, God, man, it's going to take me two days to get down there. I don't think it's worth all that. They felt it was necessary because they remembered the words of the Lord that said, you must be born again. So. Jesus tells them, Jesus tells Nicodemus here. He said. Unless you're born again of the water that's being baptized. Completely covered in water, the same way we were completely covered during the first birth. This is a spiritual. This is being born again, though. So now we must be born again in the water. As in water baptized in Jesus name. And then the second part. Is being born of the spirit. Now. We see that in the first birth also. Because. When a baby is born. We know the baby comes out talking in tongues. <laughs> the baby comes out 
crying and yelling and saying things we never heard. We never heard someone say if they've been taught the language. But that baby comes out speaking a different language. So. That's the second birth. Let's flip over to Luke. Chapter three to see if Jesus practiced what he preached. Luke chapter 3 and verse 20. Let's start at 20. 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Now, John the Baptist, Jesus' older cousin, has been out here baptizing. God sent him to introduce water baptism. Why? Because this is a vital part of us being born again. God sent him for that purpose. When Jesus got there, John told him, he told Jesus he was not even worthy to unloosen his shoestrings in our terms. He said, I'm not even worthy to do that. Jesus said, look, suffer it to be so. It becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. He, Jesus said, we have to do this because the scripture declared you must be born again. Jesus couldn't even walk around it. He didn't even change the rules for himself. What makes us think he'll change the rules for us? He said, you must be. So Jesus told John, go ahead and baptize me. We have to. The scripture cannot be broken. The word of the Lord said. So now we find Jesus. He went to John and he was baptized. All right. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. So we found the water. He's taking on the water. He was baptized in water. That's the same thing as being born of the water. And now he's going to get the second aspect of the second birth. So it said, read that again. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Now he receives the spirit. The Holy Ghost descended upon him. I hear the word of David. He said, oh, but if I had wings, he said, I fly away. He was pointing towards the Holy Ghost with the dove's wings. He said, I fly away and be at rest. God wants to give us rest. That's why he said you must be born again, because he wants us to enter into that rest. He wants to give us peace. We can't have that peace without being born again. So he said, the Holy Ghost descended upon Jesus. Jesus was born again himself. He practiced what he preached. He lived the lifestyle that he taught. He was born again. Glory to God. So we find that Jesus had been baptized 
and he received the spirit completing the second birth mm -hmm. and a voice came from heaven which said thou art my beloved son and thee I am well pleased now we have all three Father, Son, Holy Ghost the voice called down from heaven said this is my son I'm pleased God was pleased when Jesus was born again Jesus said you must be because God is pleased when we do that we we had not been able to please God we had not been able to please God up until Christ because the bullocks and turtle doves the lambs the sheep the goats whatever animals we sacrificed it was never enough but now when Christ has come grace and truth has showed up God's becoming pleased with the life of Christ and he becomes pleased with us when we do the same things let's flip over to uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 because so many people will say the water has nothing to do with anything but we know water has so much to do with our lives where would we be without water there's a reason majority of the earth is water there's a reason majority of you is water because God is trying to show us the water means something water means something to God so that has to mean something towards my salvation if he felt water was that important to put it all around us and even make it a part of us and then we go to the scripture and we find the role of water even in scripture it has to mean something so let's pick it up first peter chapter 3 and let's start here at verse 19 by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison now christ the bible told us he went down three days and preached to lost souls mm -hmm. which sometime were disobedient now these were people who were lost they were disobedient mm -hmm. when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah now he brings up Noah we know what happened in the days of Noah the water came out the sky the Bible tells us the deep was open God unleashed the water mm -hmm. while the ark was preparing were in few that is eight souls were saved by water few eight souls were saved look at what they were saved by the water water saves Jesus said marvel not that I say unto thee you must be born again so you can be saved we must go to the water in Jesus name to be saved it's necessary 
because God has been doing this even back in the days of Noah. He showed us these things were a shadow of good things to come. That's what the Old Testament was. A shadow of things to come. So we've seen water saving then. Only few people took the plan of salvation. They were saved by the water. Mm-hmm. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. So he took us to the past, told us how water saved back then. And then he says, it's just like right now. The water, water baptism, also is now saving us. Water saves. The scripture plainly declares. People say, oh, there's nowhere in the Bible it tells us that water saves. You hadn't read the Bible. It plainly tells us water saves us. Do you accept it or not? Marvel not that I say unto thee, you got to do this. This isn't anything hard. The devil makes us feel as if this is the worst thing in the world. Which is so sad because we get in a water bath. <laughs> we take a shower or a bath every day every other day every two days three days however however often you take one we do it but now when god says do one on his behalf be covered by the water on his behalf we look at it as if he told us to do something strange as if he told us to touch water and we've never touched water a day in our lives before. <laughs> oh, how the devil makes us think these things. No, I'm not getting in no water. And then you turn around and go to the water park next week. And say how much you love the water rise. <laughs> My God, the devil is deceptive. The Bible tells us he deceived the whole world. And he's doing it every day by convincing so many of us that water baptism has nothing to do with saving us. But the scripture tells us it saves just as it saved few back then. It's going to save few now because somebody's going to reject it. Somebody's not going to get baptized in Jesus' name. They're going to say, Father, Son, Holy Ghost is enough. But it's not. That's not what he said. There is a name that's above all names. There's no other name under heaven, on the earth, given among men, whereby we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He covered that. He told us the Holy Ghost will be sent in his name. He told us who the name was. The name is Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Not, not some knees. All knees will bow. He told us all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. 
So if there's two more in heaven, they must be powerless. They must have ran out of some power. He is the only one. He is the beginning and the end. Father and Holy Ghost, beginning and end. But. So he said, baptism doth also now save us. Uh huh. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. He said, this isn't taking a bath. People say it all the time. It's just like taking a bath, huh? No, this isn't taking a bath. It may be similar to the degree that you're using water. But this isn't about cleaning off your flesh. We're not going to use any soap. All we're going to use is the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. But the answer of a good conscience towards God. This is you having a good conscience towards God. And this is you being put in a good place with God. Because look at what we seen God say when Jesus was baptized. He said, I'm pleased. So there's so many of us today who will not obey the word of the Lord and still think that God is pleased with us. But Jesus said to himself, he said, marvel not. He said, don't be upset. When I tell you this, you got to do it. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus. You must receive the Holy Ghost. You must do it. You must. So that's where we are. We have a choice to obey God's call. His word isn't grievous. It's not hard. All we have to do is line up. He's calling for us to do it. He desires. The angels rejoice when one person is saved. God rejoices when we're saved. The whole church rejoices when we're saved. We've seen the love that the father had when the son came home. He's making a declaration that he wanted to be saved. God still is welcoming us with his arms wide open, running out to us. We can't even make it home fast enough. He's running out to us because he cares just that much. So I thank God for you guys. I'm hoping that someone will choose to be baptized in Jesus name we'll have to do a lesson on that but in the name of Jesus because that's the name father is not a name you can be talking about my father we can be talking about your father <laughs> we can be talking about anybody's father we can be talking about father Trump <laughs> We can be talking about Father Joe, Father John. I don't want to get baptized in any other name. Father Obama, I don't care how good of a person any of them are. I don't want to get baptized in their name. Don't get baptized in the name of Tony either. Because <laughs> that name means nothing. So, 
if somebody wants to baptize you and say, I'm baptizing you in the name of the Father, you better ask him, what Father are you talking about? What's his name? Because whenever someone came to you and said, hey, what's your daddy's name? You never turned around and said, hey, he just called daddy. His name is, his name is just father. You don't do that. You don't do it. But somehow the devil turned the lights off on you. And we cannot think with the lights off. Because we can't see in the dark. So now he has us just saying father and pretending that it's going to be enough. It's not. He knows because somebody, hallelujah, somebody's already got mad when they heard these words. The devil inside of them got upset. But it's not enough. Somebody out there is going to take heed to these words. Because God wants to save someone. And somebody has a desire to find out what's true. I know someone has that desire. So, Holy Ghost is not a name. It can be any type of ghost. You know, the disciples, when they seen Jesus walking on water, they thought he was a ghost. The most famous ghost that I know is Casper. And I'm not getting mm -hmm. baptized in that name either. <laughs> Most famous one I know. <laughs> I have to do some research and find some more famous ghosts so I can have another one to say instead of Casper. But none of those are names. Ghost is not a name and father's not a name. Son definitely isn't a name. I'm a son. Like I said, don't get baptized in my name. We have to call on that name. That's what Ananias told Paul. He said, wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Paul had already found out who the name of the Lord was. The Lord already told him. He said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus. So we know. The name is Jesus. That's the name we should be baptized in. So I'm praying that someone would go and be baptized in that name. Even if you've already gotten baptized. It's important. Do it again. Do it the right way. We see people get rebaptized in Acts the 19th chapter. If you don't believe it, go and read it. If you say, look, I don't believe it and I don't care. You were told the word. That's, that's what's important. God told Isaiah. Or Jeremiah. Excuse me. He said whether they hear. Whether they forbear. They'll know a prophet was among them. So we all have the choice. But marvel not. That Jesus said unto us. He said you must be born again. You got to do it. So that's where we are tonight. We got to do this. I went back and did it twice just to make sure that I had did it right. 
when I found out how important it was, I went back and did it all over again. Because if we take anything in this world serious, it ought to be our own salvation. So I thank you guys for listening. I'm praying that someone's eyes will be open. And at this time, I'm going to turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's so much to be said on this topic, and we didn't cover nearly all the places at all. I mean, it's all throughout. You just have to take the time to read it. But Tony said a couple of minutes ago, he said somebody already got mad when um when they hear this, you know, these types of messages, um, because it's not what we are used to hearing. We're used to hearing uh, motivational messages. You are an overcomer. God loves you. You know, you can do whatever you want. He'll forgive you. And while some of those things may be true, those things are not going to help us reach salvation. So <laughs> people are going to get upset. I remember the last time we talked, we talked about this um, back in August. The title of the message is... Um, are you really saved? And somebody has some angry reactions on that video like on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say like heart, sad face. Somebody, some people had angry faces on there. <laughs> well, uh, it's not a problem if we sit down and actually read it. Um, somebody a long time ago said, y'all trash. <laughs> but my brother, let's sit down and read and see what is actually saying. You know, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that's why I thank God for Nicodemus who asked Jesus, what do you mean? How can a man be born again when he is old? I see some people ask you that out of foolishness because there's one um, place in the Bible that said avoid foolish questions. But Nicodemus was sincere because he was serious about his salvation, unlike a lot of people in this day. And it. Well, it really doesn't amaze me because it's just the devil blind in the eyes. It said he's blinded the eyes of many. He's deceived the whole world. That's why the scripture says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is the Holy Ghost that is in you than the devil that is in the world. But you will sit and talk to somebody about being baptized and getting the Holy Ghost. They'll sit there, nod their head agree with every single thing that you're saying but they don't say all right how do i know that i have the holy ghost what is the correct way of getting baptized they'll never ask that because for one we have to do it and then we'll see it do it and then god will reveal to us give us more understanding we have to desire that because the majority of people think that salvation is just repeating the sinner's prayer go up to the front of the altar shake the pastor's hand why because that's how i did it a long time ago see i was actually baptized and um, i want to say it was december 2006 i was 11 years old and of course, I didn't understand anything about anything back then. So 
a little bit over two years ago when I, you know, got more understanding and understood what actually baptism is for. I went back and did it again because I don't remember what the, the pastor said so long ago. So I had to be sure. Now, he probably could have done it right. He probably said in Jesus name, but I had to be sure for myself. Tony brought it up earlier in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Disciples got baptized. Paul went down there and the scripture says he found certain disciples. And he asked, have you guys, do you guys have the Holy Ghost, which is the same thing that our pastor should be asking us today? Not how much can you give today? Oh, I believe somebody is going to give this amount today. Tony was saying $20 line, $50 line. No, not that. You should be asking, do you have the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. A lot of people think they already have it. You, you just automatically have it when you say, I believe. But Paul didn't say that. So they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. <laughs> then he asked them the, the next, the, they're equally important. How then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then he said, hold on, you got to do it again. So they thought it was serious enough to do it again because it is. And they got baptized. And then Paul laid his hands on them and they got the Holy Ghost, the water and the spirit. It's the same two things that Jesus told Nicodemus. Then he, then he started talking about the wind. <laughs> the wind bloweth where it listeth. <laughs> Blows when it wants to. You hear the sound thereof, but you can't tell whether it's coming or whether it's going. And we didn't get the second chapter of the book of Acts. But the first four verses, it'll, it'll tell you how the Holy Ghost fell. There was a sound coming from heaven as a, a mighty rushing wind. The same thing that Jesus told Nicodemus. The same two things. And then later on, around verses 37, they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what must we do? What must we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he goes down to say for this promise, which the promise is the Holy Ghost. His promises unto you and your children. And whosoever that God will call. So it's for us today, just like it was for them back in there. Because I've heard a few people say, oh, baptism is just something that they did back, back then, back in the Bible days. So if something counts for back in the Bible days and it doesn't count for now, why follow anything from the Bible? Because all of it will be, oh, just in the Bible days. So we have to do something. We definitely have to do something. And we didn't cover the 8th chapter and the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. And one chapter you'll find a group of people that were baptized and didn't have the Holy Ghost. And then in the other chapter, you'll find the people that had the Holy Ghost, but they weren't baptized. You have to have both of them. It says, put on the whole armor of God. And like I always say, <laughs> there are just about a church on every single corner. And every single one of them saying something different. But what they're all saying is, God told me this. God's not going to tell one church one thing to be saved and then the other church another thing to be saved. So it's up to us to find out what's the right truth. What is the right way to do things to be saved? Because that's the most important thing. 
we have to put away what we want and do what God wants. And that's <laughs> what most of us aren't willing to do. <laughs> like the man, the rich man who said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, there's one thing that you lack. Go and sell what you have and give to the poor. And the scripture says he walked away sorrowful because he had plenty. He had great possessions. So when you look at what the preachers do in the Bible and look at how a lot of these preachers are today, congregation full of people driving around in Ferraris and Bentleys while people are just about homeless in their sanctuary. And then you look at the preachers back in the Bible who say silver and gold have I none, you know, should be preaching the same way they were preaching back in the day. We all say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So why are we doing things differently, differently now? But, I mean, I can say a lot more, but I'm going to stop rambling on and I'm going to leave it right there. Um, once again, this is a pre-recorded video. I'm sure I have it displayed like right there. Some you'll see it. So, um... Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you to all of our podcast listeners who um, listen every week on the podcast, no matter what platform you listen to. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys, because as I always say, you're in the minority. And it's a good thing because God says if he's for you, he's more than the world against you. No matter if this whole universe is against you, as long as God is on your side, you'll be all right, my friend. So. Mondays, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We do our Zoom Bible studies. And we have some dedicated members in there who, who is always on fire for learning about God. We love to have you guys join. So if you want to join, then message either Tony or me on the Facebook page and we'll send you that invitation. We can add you to the group so that you can be notified whenever we do start to meet. We love to have you there. Um, every night it's a great message great message and it's severely important to listen to what thus says the lord so rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy counted all joy counted all joy there's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm so we'll see you guys next thursday evening where we'll be live with another message coming straight from the word of god we hope to see you guys we hope to see you there. You guys be blessed. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always.